Welcome back to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. This is episode number 92. Reaction to the Chargers beating the Bears last night on Sunday Night Football. Man, I know you're feeling good. I know today was a great victory Monday for you, but man, tell me more about it. Tell me how great you're feeling. I'm feeling really good, man. Uh, finally, we beat a bad team by, you know, the margin that we should beat a bad team by. Haven't felt, you know, it's been, let's see, the last time we've actually beaten down our team like that was that Giants game like two years ago. So it has been a while since, you know, one of our the games Colts has game not. Last year. Oh, yeah, I guess I've got about the Colts Rams. Yeah. OK, we had a few we had a few good games last year, but um prime time especially this one so i think this one's gonna stick i guess colts is prime time yeah i'm not making much sense right off the bat here tonight but um definitely feeling good man uh bears are a bad team and we treated them like a bad team last night and that's such a refreshing thing to feel for this organization so nice to have a a stress-free sunday in a lot of ways of just you know one it was uh, a primetime game, like you said. So it was the, the late game, the last game of the day. And so just nice to not have that stress in that afternoon window. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about that coming into this game. Like we knew this was going to be more of a breather for this team, a chance to rebound, a chance to get back on the right track and, and headed in the right direction. Uh, they still have a ton of work ahead of them. And I mean, I think that's pretty, pretty obvious at the moment where they, where they sit. You know, they're sitting at three and four, looking to get back to 500, uh, play some good teams down the stretch. But at least for, you know, last night, today, Victory Monday, and, you know, for the next day or so, we can really uh, enjoy what was a, a, you know, a primetime ass whooping. Yeah, just a good old fashioned beatdown. Really, all I wanted to see this week. Well, a win, of course, but more than anything, it was about how they looked on the field and. Especially in that first half, man, I'd say that we looked the part, um, but definitely one of our best halves, probably our best half of the season, really. Offense offense was able to get it going early on and keep it going. And, you know, defense was able to make stops when it mattered and was able to get the ball back in number 10's hands for yet another primetime master class, if you will, I think. I think we got some guys, got some people back on board on the Justin Herbert train after watching him play last night. Yeah, it's so funny to like hear different, like especially like in primetime games when you know it's like a big time announcer. It's like last night, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Uh, but it's just so funny to hear, or no, excuse me, not not those guys are tonight. I'm totally watching the Monday night game and on the side, and that's what I was thinking of. But Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico. But yeah. uh, it's funny just to hear broadcasters like fall in love with Justin Herbert as he's playing. I mean, he'll make a couple throws a game where you just, I mean, Chris Collinsworth is like the perfect guy for him to just nut all over a player like on screen. Yeah, mainly Mahomes, but I feel like there were a few throws that he was just like, oh, you know. And his about, typical, God, this guy, now this is a guy. Yeah, just his typical yeah. Collinsworth. But, but it's just funny to, I mean, I've noticed that for the last few, I mean, especially, you know, the Monday night game a few weeks ago. But uh, it's funny to hear that and then to also, like, think that there is a narrative out there that Herbert sucks when, like, the rest of the national media just 
loves him. So, um, but I mean, it was, it was a, a great, it was a classic Herbert, you know, primetime performance. Yeah. I don't have his exact numbers pulled up in front of me, um, but I know he threw for like 298. I want to say. I believe 30, um, 31 for 40, 278, and three touchdowns. Um, started the game 15 for 15, longest uh, streak of his career to start off. So, yeah, I mean, the key was really the offense getting going right out of the gates, and there was no question about it. Once Justin was able to get that ball in his hands the first time, it was, was kind of lights out from there. Yeah, yeah, and it's so nice to have, you know, guys like Austin Eckler back and, you know, other guys contributing who we haven't really seen a whole lot this year, but all in all, man, it was, it was a great victory. And, you know, to, to be able to get back to, or, you know, not 500, but at least get back into the, uh, the winning ways of things. Um, you know, I think that's, that's step number one. So obviously, like I said, they still have uh, work to do, but step number one, get by the bears, a team that, you know, we've at least in the last, few years we've definitely played down to our opponents just as much as just as much as we played up we've definitely played down so um yeah just good to see a you know i wouldn't say a complete performance i think the second half was a little shaky in a few aspects but uh definitely you know uh you know a team that they should have taken care of business against and they did so it's got to make you feel good, especially with that many eyes yeah. watching the screen. I mean, the Bears being on primetime in general should – I don't know how that came to be. But, I mean – I got This got made when the schedule makers thought that Justin Fields was going to be – The Justin versus Justin, I know. The second I coming know. of Christ. I mean – But, I mean, even right. with Justin Fields out there, I'd still, I'd still probably take our bolts by a good margin. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, just really happy – Happy to get back in the win column. It feels like it's been a minute because it has been a minute. Um, so just, yeah, great victory Monday. Great victory Monday, man. And yeah, I mean, three and four. I mean, look, we'll have to, we'll have to continue this this conversation as the season goes. But I mean, all I don't even really want to get into it. I just, all I know is they're three and four. You know, they have another big game against New York. J-E-T-S Jets on, on Monday prime night. prime time again. Another prime time game. So we'll be playing next week at this moment. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think all in all, solid win. Hard to really be mad about a whole lot. I mean, it's it's at least a week off of, you know, talking about what we're going to do at head coach and the future, all these big picture things that none of us really wanted to be talking about five, six, seven weeks in, eight weeks in. And so I think it's kind of caused a little bit of anxiety amongst Chargers fans. At least it has in my own world of fandom. So it's just nice to kind of get away from all of that. And does it change anything big picture? No, probably not. But uh, does it at least get them on the winning track? And, you know, a win can do a lot. You know, it might not change the the entire landscape of this team, but it can at least get them – in the mindset of, Hey, let's string a few of these together. Let's, you know, let's go on a little run here and, and, and get back into, uh, this conversation. So, uh, I like it. Lots of work left to do, but definitely, a a good place to start. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, Chargers fans, now we're just right back to, you know, believing if you will, maybe not all the way, but I know that I saw a lot of positives that I am very hopeful will continue for the rest of the season. 
Um, one of those especially, I'm sure we're going to hop right into the offense, one of those especially being Quentin Johnston with his first 50-yard receiving game. I know, like, big whoop, 50 yards, nothing special. But for me with Quentin Johnston, it's looking back at Mike Williams' rookie year a lot. You know, he never th – their stats are almost identical through, what, seven games uh, looking back to when he was a rookie. So I, I just think that it's really only a matter of time till we really get that full breakout game. But most targets that we've seen for him last night, plus the most amount of catches that we've seen for him in a game and the most amount of yards. So definitely a step in the right direction for Quentin Johnston. And it's really been a matter of time, and I'm ex really excited to see where it goes from here. Dude, so excited for, for the development of Quentin Johnson. Um, we've been talking about it and like it's it's easy to get caught up week to week. I do it myself of like the extremes of Twitter, you know, everyone calling him a bust already, and man, we should have, you know, taken a few guys over him. And I get it, you know, a few other rookie wide receivers have had some immediate success, but man, it's the NFL. Like it, it's you're gonna have moments of growing pains. It's not always going to be day and night. You know, not everyone can come into the league and be Jamar chase or Justin Jefferson. Like that just doesn't happen for every receiver or every first round pick even at that. So, uh, and I look, I've, I don't know if I've said this, I feel like I've said this at least once or twice on, on one of our pods. I feel like it, all it's going to take for him to really get to establish that, that trust and that rapport with Herbert. It's, only going to take a few completions. I really believe that. And seeing that last night, like he had like a couple in a row. I was like, Oh my gosh, here we go. Like Herbert. Like I feel like it only takes one or two balls for Herbert. Pause. <laughs> hey, yo. I feel like it takes only one or two throws from Herbert for him to really build some trust. I, I feel like, I don't know. And I don't know if that says more about him or what, whatnot, but like, I really feel like he's a fast learner in that sense of like, Hey, I don't know why you haven't gone to him really before or tried to make it a thing yet, but now that you're kind of forced to, you know, a couple guys are hurt. He moves up the depth chart a little bit. Um, now you're kind of forced to, to go to him, but now I feel like whether it was a forced rapport or not, and however you want to look at that, whatever, but like, at least it's happening now. And at least I think we're starting to see both of those guys get, get on the same page. You know, like you said, it, if you go back and look at Mike Williams numbers, his rookie year, and I know he was hurt pretty much the entire year. Um, you know, there was a lot of question marks Talker. about that, you know, coming off that year, like, Oh man, he's hurt. Did we just draft another Jason Verrett that can't stay on the field? Um, lots of talent, you know, lots of promise, but nothing really else. And then we saw vintage Mike Williams for a handful of seasons and it was great. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely way too early. I think, we have no, I don't even think we know the ceiling of Quentin Johnston yet. I think we know what his draft pro profile says his ceiling is, but I, I think we're just starting to see the, the beginning growth of what's going to be a very fun career for, for Quentin Johnston. Yeah. I, I think last night was really the first game that I can say that it feels like they utilized him in the ways that we pictured him being utilized out of the draft. You know, we saw we saw a wide receiver screen or two. We saw uh, one or two really nice back shoulder plays by him. We saw that one drag route where he got through those two defenders with the really nice move there. I, it just feels like he was really utilized in areas that he was really comfortable with um, in college. 
that he was able to really get going and kind of, you know, I feel like this is one of those games that is just kind of jumpstarting him a little bit and really going to get that connection between him and Herbert going. So just a lot of a lot of really good stuff I saw out of Quentin Johnson last night. And, you know, if this is a trend that's going to continue, obviously only based off one game, who knows? But if this is a if this is a trend that is taking this positive uh, leap after this game, then I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're going to be able to do by the end of the year. Yeah, you know, he'll he's going to get more comfortable every snap, every game. So super excited about that development. And then, I mean, while we're on the topic of the offense here, you know, I think we have to talk about Justin Herbert. We have to bring him up because he has been, you know, and I, and I dude, I really think, I mean, we talked about it the second that he went down with that hand injury a couple weeks ago against the Raiders. You didn't seem to think it was going to bother him that much. I brought it up and you were like, no, I don't think it'll bother him that much. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, right. You're probably right. I still um, don't think it has really. See, I don't believe that. I think it's well, at okay, least yeah, maybe like slightly, but I don't think I like I'm not pinning a bad game against the Chiefs and a bad game on the Cowboys on a left finger injury. Look, I mean, it's not like he's like visibly grimacing after every throw. And like, I, I don't think it's much of a storyline. I think like it still probably is looking a little too much into it, but I, I just don't think you can sit there and say like it hasn't affected him, at least mentally. I think that's where it's affected him the most. Like I would, I would agree with you straight physically straight, whatever. Oh, look at this. I got a, I have a, a drink brought to me here. What, what you is, drinking? Uh, Papa go orange blossom, Mandarin and wheat. There you go. Husk Brewing company, Arizona. It's a local. Uniquely Arizona is what it says on the can. Nice. Wow, that's that's service right there. That is you know? that is wow, that's impressive. You just get served in the middle of a. I heard someone walking down the hall, and then I heard a, a can crack. I don't know if he caught that, and I was like, "Wow." Casper the friendly Casper the friendly beer ghost. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not drinking anything tonight, man. I I had way too much fun this last Halloween weekend. I'm still hydrating, but. Yeah, back back Justin Herbert. I mean, you're talking about, you know, oh, you think he's hand. but I, think, I yeah. totally I totally understand how it's could be more of a mental thing, you know, just like uh it's he feels ninety nine percent, but even as something where like I was watching I was watching the game last night and you know, he made it was like plays where he had already like completed the throw, but it's like it's even things like okay, you've you've stood in the pocket, you've made the throw. You've completed the throw. Now, you know, the camera goes off you, obviously. But it's even things that we're not seeing on camera. It's like, or if he's getting tripped up as he's thrown, he's got to, he's worried about how he has to land and fall so he doesn't. Or if he's going down, you know, how, how he can tuck and roll away, or at least like, yeah, you know, it's little things like that that I, th I just think add to the, like, you already have enough shit to worry about at that position. Like, with that job, you already have enough to worry about. And then I think once you start, letting stuff like that, you know, creep around and not, not saying that like those thoughts specifically, but I just think it's a multitude of things mentally. Uh, and I, I think it was interesting to note that I think Tariko on the broadcast last night said they interviewed him before the game, like they do. And he said, it should only really be a thing bothering him for the next like two weeks. And then he specifically said two weeks on the broadcast. So I'm like, Hmm. I wonder if that's just like a, like if Justin put a little timetable on it of like, okay, you know, it might still be 
wrapped up and and bandaged but like you know pain wise comfortability wise like i feel like i'm only a couple weeks away from feeling kind of back to normal at least with, with just the finger itself yeah i mean this could definitely be more of a you know a ribs issue from last year you do want to think that a ribs issue versus a left hand is going to affect your throwing ability much more but I mean, Justin's like one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen out there. I mean, just his, he's just such a battler. And, you know, we saw him take a few shots last night. I know TJ Edwards got in there once or twice and really made him feel it. And it, it just seems like he just hops right back up and gets back at, gets back out there in the huddle. So, I mean, definitely is something to keep an eye on. But I think, especially after last night's performance, I'm comfortable saying that. You know, I, I think that those discussions about how much that left finger can limit him can kind of be put to rest. But again, I think this so. wasn't, this I, wasn't I think, against I mean, a bad, a very bad a, Bears defense. It's going to be a small stretch of the season where probably we might be the only ones looking into it that much. But I really, I mean, they made it. They brought up an interesting point on the broadcast, or like his numbers since have just not been this. Like he was off to a really good start. And granted, they've played some tough teams in that stretch since he's heard it, like Cowboys, Chiefs, and obviously they had a bye week. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, it, I just think it, it definitely affected him more than we think it did. I still don't know what that percentage is, what that amount is worth. Fair. But I, I just think looking back on that stretch, and yes, can you credit it to the opposing defenses and and their game plans. Uh, yeah. hundred percent too. I mean, those are two good, two good defensive units that uh, we went up against and, uh, and the scores reflect that. So all in all, I, I would, I think I'd have to agree with you uh, in the big picture. Yes. I think going forward, um, we've probably seen the worst football related to any sort of, you know, finger, finger injury, but um, yeah, no, I, I think it spells good things. And I think for him to get back on track in front of a national audience, uh, was good, and now he has an another chance next week to build on that, to to show everyone again, like, hey, you know, next week is going to be, oh, I can't wait for that pregame episode because I just, I'm, I'm excited for that game. Like, it's such a put up or shut up game. I mean, you look at the record, you look at the the time frame of when it falls in the season. It's kind of right in that era where teams start to go on these season defining kicks and stretches so that's kind of you know added in there and then you you think about like just the jets man the jets have like robert sala he interviewed for the chargers job right i um, i want to say he did but i don't know don't quote me on that but i don't know yeah don't talk about me. a guy that's like it's so it's so clear that he's the guy for that job i mean for him to do what he's done with what he's had and a defensive guy to actually come in and like make an immediate impact on a team's defense. Like those are all good signs. And so, I mean, he's just a heck of a coach. That's going to be a really good, good test for this offense and for this team as a whole. But um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at looking ahead here, but I'm just excited. I mean, so. I'm, I'm with you though, man. I mean, I think jets probably boast the best defense that we've seen this year up to this point. And primetime Herb is really going to get tested. Come, <clears throat> excuse me, come Monday night. So Definitely yeah. going to be something to look forward to. Yeah. Any other parts of the offense from, from last night's game worth mentioning? I mean, I know we, we've talked about Quentin Johnson, um, you know, his, that's what we talked about. He had a baby breakout game. That's what I wanted. And that's exactly yeah. what he we did. saw. We've seen flashes now, you know, it, we Thanks went, we went weeks without flashes and 
now we've seen those flashes and yeah, got to be very happy about it. I think, I think really one last guy I want to mention on this offense that just makes this unit so much better as a whole when he's fully healthy. And last night, I think we saw him really fully healthy since week one. That would be Austin Eckler. I mean, just yes, such sir. a threat rush game. We could not get much going on the ground last night. As bad as the Bears defense is, they have been very good on the ground so far this year. But, I mean, just what a weapon he is in the past game. And that was on full display last night. Yeah. Yeah, I man, it was so refreshing to see Eckler <laughs> out there doing what he does. Like, just to see a screen pass go. Like, just to see a, a screen pass, like, flutter and just drop in there, and then just had seen the little bastard just take off. Like, oh, man, he's just a little squirrel. He's just a little squirrel, and he just pops Dude, out out of nowhere. Like, and it's- when we look back in five years, a decade from now, like when Eckler is long retired, he might be one of the most entertaining Chargers that I've grown up or have just watched. Like in he- general, like yeah, I mean, there's some other names, like obviously LTs without a doubt the most exciting charger i've ever seen but man austin eckler is fun to watch like when he when you see him utilized uh to to his best potential like when when the offense is flowing and he's just doing i mean he's just fun to watch bounce off guys he's like five six and you can't get him down to the ground like he'll drag the pile he does he, he'll go airborne he like you know he he's fast he's shifty like he's just fun to watch like uh, Austin Eckler is what Darren Sproles would be if Darren Sproles was 50 pounds heavier like yeah I think I that's mean, a yeah, perfect Sproles- they run the same they play the same way yeah. they're so useful especially in the past game like I think it's a perfect comparison yeah Sproles is a great he's in that conversation of Chargers too where it's just like man you just you always had like one play where you can go back to or you have in your mind you're like man you remember that play like that was crazy um, but yeah, man, when we look back, Austin Eckler might be one of those, I know for me, he's definitely gonna be one of those guys when I think about just fun guys to watch and dude is doing something like I really, I mean, look, I really think the chargers can get a deal done with, or I don't, I don't think they, I shouldn't say, I think I really hope they can get a deal done with him. Uh, even if it's just like a one year, like squeeze as much juice out of him as you can. Um, you know, because he's still like, he's still one of those guys. Maybe if he's, had shown some more signs of regression, uh, I'd probably be like, yeah, let some let somebody else bid on him, you know, let him get paid. But like, I think if you can work out a one year deal, uh, after you figure out the other cap nightmares on this on the books uh, this off yeah, season, I, I I think it'd be so worth it because it's so clear, you know, Herbert benefits so much from having a guy like him in the backfield, and they don't have that clear next guy to step up and be a legit RB one in the league. I mean, they have some, some solid backup choices, but I think at the end of the day, that's all they are. Yeah, for sure. I, I think RB one is going to be a big discussion going into the off season, but just with how useful Eckler is, especially even just as a third down back, uh, if we, you know, we have another power guy that can come in and get, you know, five yards to carry just as a third down guy, Eckler is, perfect and it's clear that the chemistry between him and herbert is legit and yeah i agree with you i want to get as much out of his career as possible that's the only thing that i'm like semi-concerned about like not that he'll leave and and go somewhere else it's just like i I hope he doesn't go to a contender 
you know, someone that's willing to pay like, dude, if the Eagles got a hold of him or even a team like Cincinnati, I know they have Joe Mixon, but I mean, Kansas city, bro. Oh my God. I would throw up if the chiefs signed him in free agency. He's such a Panther dude. He's such a Panther. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Like, you know, there's he'll have a bunch of bitters, but like, man, I just think it's gonna be. It won't be as painful to watch if he goes to like a team like the Panthers and you just watch him be a fantasy god. But if he goes to like a contender or even like, dare I say it, the Chiefs, it's gonna mm. be really tough to watch. No, if if Austin Eckler goes to the Chiefs, dude, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. Why wouldn't he? It. Why wouldn't I'm, he? He would be perfect. And why would they not at least entertain that? Because that'll hurt my feelings. That's why he should do it. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah, no, I that agree. It would hurt mine as well. But hey, that's that's a bridge that we will have to cross later this offseason. As for now, though, happy to see him get so involved in the past game like we saw last night. Really, like mentioned, first time since week one. It feels like he's really, really been, you know, back to back to his old ways. So. It has, it does, uh, and this offense very clearly benefits from it and just looks like a great offense when he's on the field. So transitioning over to the defensive side of the ball hasn't happened a whole lot of time or a whole lot this year, but got to give our our props to Brandon Staley for calling a a decent game. Um, I just think, you know, this defense balled out. Um, Still a lot of issues with it. Um, They did not play a really great offense or a great quarterback for for that uh, matter. But, hey, they got the job done. Uh, they gave up 13 points, which I think is the lowest that they've given up all season. I want to say so, yeah. I don't have the, yeah. The, the final numbers in front of me as far as yards allowed and everything like that. But all in all, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. I don't want to give them too many props because it's not like you held – the chiefs to 13 points or, you know, it's not like you held the bills or the Bengals. Like uh, it was a team that you probably, you could argue like you shouldn't have even allowed 10, but you know, plays are going to be made. Uh, you know, those guys are athletes too. So, but at, at the end of the day, they, they looked good. You know, the turnovers were there. The, the, the pressure was there. We saw Joey Bosa look like Joey Bosa. We saw, um, you know, some guys flying around in the backfield making plays. Asante Samuel Jr. making plays. Uh, Jasir Taylor with a cool interception. Um, Derwin the easiest James. interception he'll ever have, mind you. But. <laughs> yeah. Derwin James had a sneakily really cool pick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just great to see this defense get some, get some turnovers, make some plays. And it's just – I forget how easy it is or how much easier it is to win when you can take the ball away from the other team. Yeah. I mean, when you got your offense cooking and then your defense gives you the ball back so many times, it's, it's really easy to put up 30 points suddenly, Uh, especially 24 in that first half was quick. So uh, shout out to our defense, dude. I saw plays from just about everyone. Joey had a really nice night. I thought overall he generated a lot of pressure, had one very dominant sack, Tuli was Tuli was out there like usual. Khalil was out there like usual. I mean, Derwin made some plays. Uh, Sante Samuel Jr. made some plays. Uh, it, it just feels like everybody deserves some flowers for last night. There was not a single guy on defense that really stood out as really having a poor night. So, I mean, overall, no. I, 
I just think this unit as a whole was able to really work off of each other and make plays and get our offense the ball and hell hold them to 13 like for Chargers football that's insane it is yeah I, it definitely is I mean if you think about like what Justin Herbert could do with his whole career if they're giving up 13 to 20 points a game like that record looks a lot different all of a sudden uh, yeah. so yeah that that I mean love it or hate it I mean you could spend it a thousand ways um you know, with who they played, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, all in all, it's it's a step in the right direction. And they have another chance to prove themselves against a not-so-great offense, but a scrappy offense next week when they travel to New York. So, uh, yeah, I mean, individually, obviously, you know, Derwin James, there, there was just a couple of Chargers that finally showed up, you know, that we've been kind of waiting for. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, uh, with a few others as well. So, um yeah, I think all in all, I'd probably give it a B plus performance, maybe even a straight up B, because I think uh, they did a good job. But I also was expecting a little bit more out of them, uh, especially in that second half. But you know, again, I, I don't know. You know, I wonder how easy it is to coast in some of those situations when they're up, you know, thirty to seven with five minutes in the fourth quarter. You know, before they've scored that that second touchdown. Um, but yeah, I mean. You'd like to think not not so much, but I don't know. I always wonder in those situations, like, do they, even though they're professional athletes, did that does that mindset start to creep in at some point of like, oh man, we're fucking killing these guys? Like, do you just start to go through the motions a little bit? Yeah, it's definitely definitely something to think about. But I, they did only give up six points in the second half. They gave up what six in the first or seven in the first, six in the second. So, I mean, overall, half, yeah. yeah, and then they didn't get the two point. So I just think that, you know, they benefited from playing a really horrible offense. And, you know, that that obviously yeah. will make you feel good. But again, this is an offense that did score 40 last week against the Raiders. Yes, but it's not like the Raiders defense and our defense statistically wise have been too yeah. far off. So. I mean, it's definitely one of those games where you can't get too critical. I mean, I understand you can't be too critical of it. They only gave up 13 points. They've looked the best they've looked all season. Um, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because it, it is the Bears. Um, and they're, they're, not, oh, they're not a good offense. Uh, but, yeah, that's a great point, too. Like, if they put up 40 on the Raiders last week, uh, you know, that's also a, 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 just a good sign for, for this defense. But uh, ultimately, man, I – I was paying attention more to kind of in between the lines type stuff. So maybe not what was put up on the scoreboard, but you know, were they still giving up big plays? You know, how did they do on, on third downs? Were they able to get off the field? Um, and they, for the most part, they, they took a step forward in those categories too. You know, they were still liable for the, the big play. You know, they, they started the game with like a 40 yard dot, but uh, you know, that, I don't know, like at this point, if it's even worth getting upset over the big play because I've just I just expect it every week. Yeah, I mean, and we got bailed out on that on another long touchdown where the receiver fell down in the end zone. So I mean, probably oh should have yeah, had two big was... plays for the Bears, just yeah, some busted I coverage. I know uh, halftime thoughts. Daly was kind of talking about how they just need to put a cover on top of the defense, you know, not not let these guys behind them. And I mean, it it worked out a lot better in the second half. So, I mean, maybe if yeah. adjustments like that become more of a common theme, who knows what this defense could look like down the road. Excited to see this defense against, like, a specific quarterback in Zach Wilson because 
you know, he's not a, he's not a bad quarterback, but I mean, he's not, he's not a good quarterback, but I also, I also think he's still a, probably a couple steps ahead of like a, your traditional backup NFL quarterback. You know, I think he's a little bit better than that, but he's like, he's like a fringe starting quarterback in this league. So, uh, it, with the chip on his shoulder, mind you, you know, he's not really sure what his future looks like. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, all that stuff. He's trying to ball out as much as he can right now. Um, it, it's going to be really in- interesting to see what he does against this defense. That'll be a good measuring stick because, you know, we've, we've se- we've already seen a handful of quarterbacks put up big numbers on this defense, but um, specifically that's just something that I'm already kind of looking forward to seeing how they, uh, you know, have a scheme for him and just, you know, how they play him in general. Jeez, we should just get into our Monday night episode. It feels like we've talked more, almost just as much about the Jets this week as we have the Bears not last really. night. No, not, not really, actually, yeah. but not actually, it's but no, excited, I, I do agree but... that I, this, I'm it's also just, very excited. I mean, that, I think we're, we're riding the big time high. Yeah, and it's just a game where it's like you saw a lot of good, and it's it's easy to sit here and be like, "Oh, that's good. This is good. This looks better. That looks better." You know, they're, they're it's a step forward, step in the right direction. But then, my, you know, I contradict myself sometimes. I just go back and forth. I'm like, okay, well, how much of that was really, you know, was it eye wash? Was it? Oh, okay. Well, it was the Bears? You guys played a terrible offense. Um, so that's why I, I, I keep thinking jets already because i'm already i already think that's such a better you know it's a better test it'll be a good it'll be a much better eye test than the bears yeah oh 100 that's the only reason i've i think my mind is kind of like already drifting that way but um i mean there's still like i said you can't discredit all of it i mean you still gotta take take it with a grain of salt but i mean yeah the defense they, they played the best game of the year I'll leave it at that. Agreed. And I, I eh. offense probably played their second best game of the year. Just Minnesota game would be the only other one above that. But especially that first half, I mean, it, it just felt like both yeah. units were so light out, so lights out. I mean, the char- if the Chargers can play like they did last night on a week to week basis, we're looking at 11, 12 wins. It's just the inconsistencies are what holds us down so much and second half woes. I mean, offense still had a second half woe night, if you will. Um, but dude, another quick shout out Cameron Dicker, man, been nails so far to start the year, drilled another two more 50 yarders last night. Um, I mean, it's, he's, he's a really good feeling to have walk out on that field. Uh, when you know, your offense can't quite get it done on third down. Yeah, and I totally missed his 55-yarder last week in Kansas City. I caught like six plays from that game um, as I was at a music festival while it was going on. But uh, yeah, so that was like a kind of like nice little surprise on the broadcast last night. And I was like, oh, he did it a 55-yarder last oh, yeah. week. Okay, all right. So when he lined up for that 53-yarder, um, that took the pressure off me. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, let's just see how accurate he is from 53. And boom. He nailed it. So that that's been my only gripe with him. It's not even a gripe. I can't even say that. It's my that's all I knew. Concern. And I know it is just because, like you know, he's he's missed. He's only missed a couple, but they've been big ones uh, at crucial times. So, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I love the kid. By far the most reliable kicker they've had 
probably since Nick Novak. Like, yeah, it might be that honey, long. Screw Honey Badger. Screw some of those other guys that we've had. Uh, no, like probably since Nick Novak. Just like I mean, Nick Novak did not have a huge leg, but you knew he was going to be money from like fifty in. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I mean, I think a big argument for Dicker especially this year, was distance. You know, we saw him miss some 50-plus yarders last year, but we know how nails he is from, you know, 45 and in. And this year, I think, I don't know, has he been perfect? He has not been perfect from over 50, but uh, I want to say he's like know, three he, for I four. He missed, one. he missed one. He missed one against Minnesota. Yeah, that might have been it. But other than that, dude, it's it's been a lot more consistent from 50-plus, and he's yeah. looked really good to start the year. And really, I mean, yeah, it's great that he he's hit 55, so we know he can hit from 55. Um, but really, you just want to – I mean, at least in, in the, our recent history of this team, following this team, it's the 45 and ends that haunt you. Like, if you miss a 55 at the end of regulation, it still hurts, but nothing hurts like missing a 37-yarder to send oh. you to the next round, you know, or like how, how far was Cody you had, a, you had to say that, huh? Cody Parkey's double doink was from like 37 yards. I want to say, yeah, like that's pain. That's, that's pain, major pain. And that's why finding a guy that can put it away from those distances so consistently is such a great feeling, especially as Chargers fans. Cause I mean, we've been through our Josh Lambos our young way coups are, you know, we could, we could go on and on or Caleb Sturgis, like, We've had yeah. so many of these kickers throughout the years that Tristan Viscano, Tristan Viscano, yeah. I mean, we've had so many of these guys come through with just not being able to find any consistency, and I think we finally found it. Caleb McLaughlin, <laughs> oh, dude, we can sit here for hours. <laughs> that I don't. I, to be honest with you, I blacked out right there. I don't even know how that name came into my mind because I literally forgot about him as he popped into my mind. Well, there you go. But yeah, I mean, there's another one to the like the Browns have QB jerseys. We could have kicker jerseys just we all could. the way down to the ground. We could. Yeah, no, that's we should actually do that. We should uh, we should look back. We should just get a Cading jersey and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, it would it'd be a scroll. You'd be wearing a wedding dress, dude. <laughs> you would, but that would be great. That'd be great content. That would be content. Halloween Halloween costume idea next year. What were your other big takeaways from the Chargers defeating the Bears 30 to 13? I mean, just my biggest one overall, which I feel like we've already pretty much talked about, was just how hot of a start they got off to. I mean, the the Bears were already going away from the run game at the end of the first quarter because, I mean, we were just – it was clear that their defense was not going to be able to stop our offense whatsoever. And, I mean, that – Seemed to be a trend, you know, once the offense slowed down, our defense picked back up. So I, I just think the two units, you know, playing off of each other, it was so huge towards that win. And it's just something that I want to see happen more consistently. Yeah, I for me, I mean, that, that's a great takeaway. For me, I, I went immediately to the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the defense, I, I think we we're going to live and die with it like. We don't know what defense is going to show up week by week. We'll obviously definitely take the good performances like we got last night and just take them when we can get them. But I think that's, I mean, that's at least the mindset I have with the defense. Like I'm not expecting them to go out and win a game for us, even though 
they've proven that they can do that um, a couple times already this year, ironically. It's just, it's so much less consistent than the offense. And the offense isn't the most consistent thing in the world. Um, but an ep- or a performance like last night definitely, you know, puts you a, a little more of, uh, of ease, you know, when you, when you look at how they move the ball, you know, what they were able to do on the ground, Eckler being back and healthy. Uh, and this is, I, I'm going to give a good shot, a big shout out to the offensive line. I mean, they're, they're banged up and, you know, Rashawn Slater's not at 100%. Corey Lindsley, you know, he's out for the foreseeable future, which Staley gave some news on him today and kind of gave the old runaround, which is not a good sign. So I don't know how no. long we'll be without Lindsley. But, I mean, they're, they're not operating at 100%. And, yes, they have definitely had their moments this year where we've talked about them because they've broken down in the second half. And they kind of did a little bit of that last night too. But I think for the most part, I've been impressed with at least how they've, how we haven't talked about them a ton. Like we've talked about them um, situationally, but it hasn't been like in previous years where if we're missing two guys, two starters. Like it's so clear. I mean, you just guys getting through consistently. No more Sam Tevies. Oh, Storm Norton's dude. <laughs> oh, facts, dude. I mean. Yeah, we could sit here and list shitty kickers. We could sit here and shit list list shitty O linemen all day. I mean, that's it's always been a group that the Chargers have just never Joe ever. Joe Barksdale, horrible man. Like, <laughs> oh god. But DJ Fluker, come on, first round pick, Woo-hoo. everything. King Dunlap, dude. Bro, I mean, there's just so many guys that we could go in and name. But finally, I think we've seen enough consistency to believe in this offensive line from week to week. Um, you know, the, I think Corey Lindsley being in there takes this unit up like so much more, but will class been holding it down well enough, a uh, really massive test this week against Quinn and Williams and that jets defensive line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could get messy, but I mean, Hey, it's a test for a reason. And last night's gave me some amount of reason that, that I could think of that, you know, they might be able to hold their own. Yeah. Look, and at this point too, like you have to take into account, like Justin Herbert, he's in his fourth year being a professional quarterback. He's gotten a lot better at maneuvering in the pocket and facilitating, you know, that, that traffic. Um, we still, I mean, we, we, we joke about it every now and then he does look, you know, like he's not the most aware person at times where he's at in the field, just, you know, with, and he's a quarterback. I don't expect expect him to have the awareness of a receiver or running back or anything like that. But, um, you know, yeah, I think he's he's a lot better at managing the pocket, and that that plays into it as well. You know, he, you know, might be able to get out of a, a few plays that he probably would have gone down or taken the sack in previous years, and now he's figuring out how to roll out, extend the play, and you know, make plays on his own too. Yeah, it's really been a massive help. Uh, the being able to get out of the pocket and make plays still the forte for this offense. And, you know, it's, it's just really, it makes it so much more exciting, especially when you go from a guy like Phillip rivers as your QB to a dude that can play like Justin Herbert. It it's, it's such a brand yeah, yeah. of Chargers football. We're not used to seeing, but over these last four years, it's, it's really been a nice surprise. It really has like in, just to have some mobility, like he's athletic enough 
big enough, strong enough, but yeah, dude, going from a guy like a statue, like Phillip, that's just like, Oh, if they get any sort of bend on that tackle and, and create some pressure, like he's going down. There's not, I mean, Philip was surprising, like surprisingly really good at somehow with that little sidearm throw, like he could just sling it out of there at the last, like he like, Oh, I can't tell you how many times I thought he was sacked. And then just like, Little sling out to Eckler, or, or, or how many times head. you see him throw a ball and you're like, that's picked, and because it's just like the most like we, it's the like a slingshot, you know, it's yeah. with such an odd motion, and now we have, you know, Mister Varsity Team 4.0, you know, like one of the you know greatest throwing QBs that I've been able to see within my time. So just just a, such a step. You know, I don't want to say a step forward because, you know, Phil did his things, Justin does his things, but it is it is really nice to see a guy that, you know, on a windy game day, he's not going to fall over in the pocket. So, yeah. So Definitely, man. Yeah, it, it's so refreshing to see. Um, any other big takeaways from, from the win? I don't really have anything that we haven't covered yet. All right, man. Well, that's all I have. So we're going to wrap this up a little early tonight. Um, but all in all, a huge victory by the Chargers, defeating the Bears 30-13 to on Sunday night football, getting to 3-4 and four with a chance to get back to 500 on Monday night football this next week against the Jets. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. This has been episode number 92. Shout out Joe Gaviano. Sure- Shout out Joe Gaziano. That <laughs> I couldn't think of a 92 earlier, so I'm there. We go. Stepped up there. I that's uh, the only one I got. So hey, that's hey, that works. That works. Yes. The, uh, make sure you guys follow us on uh, social media on Instagram and Twitter at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to throw us a uh, subscribe. And as always, bolt up. Peace.